Hello, this is Psychic Gary Spivey, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Tapping In with Gary Spivey. These are some interesting calls from radio listeners I got this week. Over the years, I've had people tell me, I was healed by listening to you on the radio. You explained to this lady how to solve her problem, and I realized, wow, that was mine too. And we can solve our problems by listening to other people get their problems solved. Well, I think it works that way, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. John has known uh, a guy by the name of Gary Spivey. He, he's the world's most gifted psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a chance to meet Gary through John. Yep. And we've had Gary on our show uh, a couple times. And every time he's on, he wows people. Mm-hmm. Be, not only because of his demeanor, but because he is really right about yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, he is. He's good at reading people. So, John got a whole bunch of emails last week. And you name it, people were interested in yes, getting everything. Gary's opinions on it. Yes, some very interesting emails. So this is, and I wanted to play some of these because of uh, what everyone was saying after you talked, because John t- went through these emails, called them with Gary, mm-hmm. and and taped them. And this is Alana. Yes. Very, uh, she was calling about her best friend, Mel, who they've been best friends for like four or five years. Yes. They live like a thousand miles apart. Why not they should be together? It's a whole long story of she told him that he loved her, or she loved him, he wasn't ready. I mean, it's take like... Take a listen to what Gary has to say <sighs> about this. All right, so Lana, you are on the phone now with the world's most gifted psychic, Gary Spivey. If you could, could you please kind of sum up your email about you and it's your best friend, right? Yes. So, my best friend and I have been close. We've known each other for about four years now, and... Um, we, I mean, ever since we've known each other, we've been incredibly close. Um, we talk almost every single day. Um, we've been through kind of everything and back together from, you know, breakups, hookups, you know, family stuff. Um, and, you know, we kind of, we play to each other's strengths a lot. So, you know, when we were in college, he was not very confident. He wasn't really big on, you know, making friends and talking to people. And, you know, I kind of pulled him out of that shell and got him to meet other people and kind of get some confidence in himself. And on the other side of that, you know, I was not, you know, I was not confident either. You know, I didn't really believe in myself. I didn't think that I had a lot going for me. And he kind of was able to show me that um, that wasn't the case. And, uh, you know, before long, it, it became kind of a will-we-won't-we we kind of dating situation where, you know, I I finally told him that I had feelings for him, and he, uh, you know, he had said that he had had feelings beforehand, but now he wasn't sure, and we, we go back and forth with this whole, like, we dance around the subject a lot. But, you know, we kind of are, we fill in for each other as kind of like a pseudo-boyfriend-girlfriend situation, I guess. And you guys live far um, away, correct? Yeah, so he actually, he got a job uh, fairly recently. He moved uh, about a thousand miles away, but, you know, things really haven't changed between us. So... You still talk um, every day? We still talk every single day. Well, here's what I see. You know, when I when I look at him, I think that there's a lack of chemistry between the two of you. Just physical chemistry. Does that make any sense to you? 
Yeah, I think that that could make sense, yeah. Okay, well, that's a very important piece. And so, I mean, you have to have that kind of, um, you know, lustful chemistry to where you really just want him, and he really just wants you. And I don't see that between the two of you. I think you're having a very uh, mental, um, sort of almost an intellectual relationship with your brains or something. Like your brain is osmosising his brain, and so your brains are kind of hooking up. But, but I don't really see your heart hooking up, and I certainly don't see you hooking up in a, in a, in a sexual way, and so uh, in an intimate way. And so do you guys have sex? I mean, we have before. Um, like that was an event? How long have you known him? I've known him for four years. So in four years, how many times have you had sex? Oh boy. Mm, maybe two or three. Well, there you are. And so I, I'm, that that's what I'm seeing. And, and so I, I see a big lack of that. I think there was a confused sexuality. That's what I'm hearing. And I can't, I don't know if it's on your side or his side. I believe it's on his side. Did he think he was gay? Um, I don't know for sure. Um, it's a possibility. I think it's a really good possibility. And so I think he's, I think he's really doubting his sexuality. Has he ever talked to you about this? Not, not explicitly, no. Okay, what's on the other side of the word explicitly? Um, we've, we've had conversations about it before, but he's always been very kind of uh, adamant about the fact that it's not something that he's considered. Um, but the conversation has happened before. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I think if you would, would maybe expand on that conversation a little bit and, and he, you know, would maybe have a, a little uh, truth meeting with himself about where he's really coming from, I think he has, uh, he's, he's very much in denial. Uh, I think he has a confused sexuality. I think he lacks just natural chemistry for um, a woman. And so, and there's what your issue is. And so I think you might have fallen in love with a gay man that don't know he's gay yet. And so uh, that's that's what I see. And so sometimes sexuality is a very funny thing with people. They get all tangled up and they, they can be in denial for, for, you know, your whole life. You could stay in denial. But but I really believe that's what your issue is. Uh, obviously, so you've been with him for four years. You've had sex two or three times. Hello. <laughs> then you, you got to wake up a little bit yourself and realize you could be wasting your time, Right. Right. I was going to okay. ask Gary, too, is, is there somebody in her life now that she's maybe overlooking because she's hung up on this best friend? Oh, well, I think you've Thank missed, you. if I read the number, you've missed six good people that you had a soulmate connection with. So you've missed six soulmates while you had this sort of like a mental brain in relationship with this guy that's very weird at best. And so uh, I would say that you, uh, you, if you, if you look around a little bit, I'd actually see a guy. He's a very smart guy. He may be an attorney. He feels like he does some sort of legal job, and uh, he's a great guy. Whoever uh, this fella is, and I see he's your soulmate. I believe that if you look around a little bit, you'll be hooked up with this guy within the next two months, and. There will be an, an amazing uh, sexual chemistry between the two of you, so it looks wow. fantastic. Okay. And so I would move on. You're wasting your time. You're hung up on this a bit in your head, and that's what sometimes people waste years with this. Uh, uh, let it go. Move on. Get this other guy. This other guy's a great guy. Within two months of relationship, okay? Two months. Yeah. Okay. Good luck, honey. Thanks, Alana. Right. Thank so, you. And that's what, Gary, that's what Gary's the best at when yeah. it comes down to that stuff. And when they realize that, he's like, oh, my God, this guy's for real. <laughs> Gary asked the gay question. She's like, oh, well, not explicitly. 
One eight hundred. If you, uh, by the way, if you, uh, well, thanks to Gary Spivey yeah. for for doing that. We have, um, we've got tons of these which we're putting up on our uh, website from yeah. Friday too. One eight hundred eight two seven Gary four two seven nine. Yeah, one eight hundred eight two seven four two seven nine. One. If you uh, are looking for a reading from Gary Spivey, man, the world's most gifted psychic. Yes. One eight hundred eight two seven Gary. It's Katie Perry. Get more at KaneShow.com. On the phone is Gary Spivey. Hello, Gary Spivey. Hey, good morning. I lost my wedding ring. I was wondering if you'd help me. F- no. Stop it. He actually did. Gary, help me find my wedding ring. He's like, mm-hmm. it's in the back of your car. And I'm like, no, it's not, you idiot. I said I looked there three <laughs> times. And Gary's like, well, that's where I see it. It's in the back seat of your car. And I'm like, you're an idiot. So where I look, it's in the back seat of my car yep. on the floor. Did you call okay. yourself an idiot then? Um, uh, Yeah, I was kicking mm-hmm. myself. I'm like, okay. Uh, Gary. Yes. A lot of people, when I they found out that you're going to be on the show today, they said, ask Gary Spivey about that Malaysian Airlines plane that went down over the weekend. They're finding like no trace of this. And a lot of people... They found oil or gas, right? Yeah, like an that? oil slick, I believe. But mm-hmm. they're not finding like, you know, seat cushions or fabrics or blankets right. or suitcases. They're not finding anything. What happened... And why aren't they finding anything? People have even said it's something like, oh, aliens abducted this plane and they pulled it up into the blah, blah, blah. Well, don't possible. lie and think you, you think lost. I thought lost right away that they oh, gosh. somehow got sucked into something and they're all on an island now. Oh. Well, I doubt that's true, but well, we'll find out. Yeah, I know. Gary, what do you think? You know, I've thought about it a lot, and, and here, here's what happens when there's one of these types of things that happens, especially international, um, and it's such a big story. You have every person on the planet thinking about this and sort of, if you would, fantasizing about what it might or might not be. So there's a lot of uh, confused energies on it. Um, I can't get a clear vision. Uh, in, a, in a week or two, and if they still hadn't found out anything, I would see it much clearer. I could see it before it ever happened clearer than I can see it now. <clears throat> but when I look at it, uh, it feels like to me that it's in many pieces, little small pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder if it blew up so such a crazy explosion that it just went into small pieces. And uh, that might be the reason that they couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, but it, but it looks like um, I, I can't, see uh, anything and I was trying to tap into some of the people that were on there and I I'm pretty sure I saw them on the other side but again this is a vague vision this is not real clear uh, because too many people are thinking about it and so but I I believe uh, it's gone Gary, here's some emails for you. Alicia writes, she says, uh, my husband and I have been battling addiction for more than half our lives. For five to six years, we were taking uh, painkillers on a regular basis and got out of control. We started taking them daily. We ran out of money. We had to sell our house and move back in with family. We realized we needed to get our life together. So we started taking something, I hope I say this right, called Suboxone with a licensed doctor to help stop taking the the painkillers. We've been on this Suboxone for two years now. Now we're trying to get off that and lead a clean and sober life together. It's difficult to get off of this because it's also addicting, which sucks. I want to know if we'll be able to get off Suboxone and will we stay sober, will we stay together, and will we have more kids? I think the last thing they need right now is more kids. Uh, But that's just me. Gary, give them some hope. Give them some light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I do see, um, I do see them having two more kids, and so that's what I see. And so, of course, you know, we want them to get off of everything with having kids, and especially, you know, they said more kids, and that means they've got kids. Mm-hmm. You're on drugs, and you have kids. That's a disaster. Yeah. And so, uh, as I see it, I believe that uh, one of them will be. Um, I believe um, uh, he will be able to get off the the 
the uh, pills. I feel great about that, and I think she's going to have an issue somehow. I think I've heard that doctors are now afraid to prescribe people pain medication, even when it can be helpful, because they're afraid of the patient becoming addicted to to pain medications because it's so common now. I wonder, what did you think if it was a doctor and whatever the name of the drug is again, that they'd have kind of at least a plan to say, okay, this is going to be really hard for you to get off because you're weeding off of something else. It's an Mm -hmm. illegal drug, but let's set a plan to do it a little better. So I tried to get a hold of a woman who was texting at 53921, and she didn't answer her phone. If you text us and you see a phone ring from a weird number, that might be us calling it. Do you yeah. Let's talk to Gary. She said, Gary, she said, my boyfriend just found out that I charged $15,000 on his credit card. What? Will uh, we stay together? Do you want to stay together? Would you stay together with a woman who stole your credit card and charged up $15,000? That's so many red flags of a bad mm-hmm. relationship about to start. Yeah. What would you do? What should? What, what is going to happen, Gary? Well, I think he's going to dump her. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think if she really begs and really works on two or three things, two, two or three other things she's doing that aren't so good, uh, I feel like that she'll be able to get him back. But I, I think he's going to dump her right now. Absolutely. Okay. This is kind of a, a joke intro. I'd like to ask if my mom... It was the Virgin Mary. Huh? I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. My single mom died when we were in a car accident when I was nine. I had always thought, been told by Herod others, that my brother's dad, Jerry, was my dad. Well, come to find out, he was not my dad. They met after I was born. Apparently, it was very hush-hush in my family about who my dad was and not talked about because my mom wouldn't tell anyone, even her best friend. She was 17 when she got pregnant with me. So now, fast forward, and I've done two or three DNA tests with hearsay of who people thought he might be. I was even on the Montel Williams show what? doing a Seriously? DNA test, all to still what? have no answers. I don't want anything from him at this point. I'm 35 years old and have my own family and life. I just want to know how the heck I got into this world. Maybe she was, um, maybe something bad happened to her and that's why she didn't share. I don't know. I just can't stop thinking about it, but I'd like to at least know to stop looking if, you know, it's something bad. So what's happened. her question? What, what is she asking? She, she, I kind of missed, what is she asking? She's asking, who is her dad? Because nobody knows who her dad is. Okay, basically, she wants to know who her dad is, how she got in this world. Like, she's wondering, she said maybe her mom was raped or something. because because nobody ever told her. Because no one, yeah, no one will tell, well, she, her mom didn't tell anyone who the dad was. And okay. she's like, maybe if she was raped, then that's why she didn't tell anyone. Okay, Gary, what do you see? Who is this girl's dad? I feel like that her mother's cousin. Oh, really? Yeah, and so it was it was that type of thing, and so uh, I don't think it was the uncle. It feels like a relative, but not like a brother, and it's a little further out than that. But I don't think it's an uncle. I think it's a cousin. Oh, so it's a family member. Okay. It's a family member. Was so, it consensual, Gary? Yeah, basically. Okay, so maybe that's why she didn't want to tell anybody. Okay. okay. Rachel, what's your question for Gary? Well, for the past three weeks... My fiancé has been on this kick that I am cheating on him. Why does he think you're cheating on him? Well, he's going through my emails, and he's finding inscripted codes and hidden messages. Okay. I don't get it. But you don't know where they came from. It's not you. It's not something you're doing that's fishy. Exactly. Okay, so he's on a kick. Why did he all of a sudden get on this kick? Does Now, they say sometimes that guys that are cheating start to suspect their partner. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the problem? No. No, I don't. Okay. Gary, oh, what's going can, on? Can I ask, what are, what is a hidden 
encrypted messages? Like, is he actually physically encrypted, finding maybe? them? Yeah, encrypted messages. Is he finding it? Like, showing them to you? He's not showing me anything that, I mean, he, I, I don't get it. Okay, so he, he has no like proof. He's, he's not showing you proof. Yeah, he sounds like he's a nut burger. No, yeah, that's okay. So, Gary, what do you see? I think you're right, Dave. I think he's actually went a little crazy. Uh, when I look at him, he feels paranoid, like yeah. to the point of almost paranoid schizophrenic, where he's seeing things and hearing things, and he hears little messages and you know that kind of thing. Um, I think he's probably really a psychic type of a guy. I think he's got some psychic abilities, and he's seeing visions, uh, and he's hearing things, and he believes this to be uh, true. But these are all demonically led. Uh, I cleared a bunch of what I what I call psych, uh, psychotic demons off of him. I've had two or three people come to me lately with the same exact kind of story, but it, with a person just paranoid and crazy. He's also paranoid in traffic, and he thinks somebody's done something to his car all the time. I don't know. Has he told you that? Yeah. yeah. She said, yeah, but she's whispering, so I can yeah. barely hear her. Why are you whispering, Rachel? Yeah, is he in like the, Justin Bieber is, in his deposition. Is he in the oh, next yeah, room? Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay. Here's a quick email. My boyfriend and I live in a 103-year-old home. Whoa. And both of us have heard a woman whisper close in our ear. Although we've never seen a ghost, we constantly have things touched, i.e. knobs on doors, dressers, etc. will have screws fall out or missing even after we've tightened them. We also have heard loud knocking and footsteps upstairs. We never feel threatened by her and don't need her to leave. It was most likely her home at one time. But we would love to know what she is trying to tell us. We can never make out the whispers. Any idea? Wow. It's really interesting because I can see why they've probably seen even visions of, of the, it looks like a grandma ghost, if you would. Mm-hmm. But, but when I really look at it, I've never seen this before. It looks like a cross-dresser ghost. It's a guy and he's dressing up. Mm. Come on, Gary. You're making this stuff up it now. It sounds like a, you're a crazy. Dave, I'm not that creative. You've lost your mind, Gary. No, it sounds like <laughs> it. You've no, lost but your I'm mind. Really seeing, I'm seeing him, and I think the reason that if she thinks about which drawers are opening or not opening or what's going on, they're usually her underwear drawers. Really? Yeah, and so it, it's definitely, you know, because I see this, this ghost is very fascinated with women's clothes. Okay. And so it's a very odd. I've never seen this. This is a first. What's she trying to, what is he trying to say? Yeah. He's pretty. Okay. Really? When I, when I, yeah. I said, what what do, you, do you have anything to say? He says, I'm pretty. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Jeez. So, and also a little conceited. Am I right? A little bit. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Let's go to Sherry up next. Sherry, what's your question for Gary Spivey? Sherry. Oh, hi. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hi, Gary. My name is Sherry. And I, about 14 years ago, a friend of mine um, passed, uh, passed away. But before she passed away, she had kept telling me that she wanted to tell me something, and every time we had planned to meet, something would happen, and um, we had planned to meet. So you want to know what it was after all these years that she wanted to tell you, because she died before she could tell you. Right. Do you have any I idea? I was. I have no idea. No idea. Gary, what did, what did, uh, is it Terry? Yes. Terry's friend wanted to tell her before she died and never got to tell her. Well, you know, this is, it, this will sound just, you know, like, really, um, I'm not, how do I, how do I say it? It seems like what she would just want to tell you, but she was nervous somehow to do it. Uh, she's just really wanting to tell you uh, how much she appreciated you and how much she really loved you. And I think it was very hard for her to maybe say those things. And so, but she appreciated you. 
and she really loved you like like you know like family and so uh, the Dave wanted to tell you just that how much she adored you and how much she loved you so um, it's it's really that simple I can see her on the other side she says she's beautiful her hair is pretty you know she shows me her skin is nice she's she's talking about heaven is a good a great place for her but that's it she loves you okay, okay. all right I yeah. hope that gives you some uh, some little closure on that one interesting one. Um, Last year, I found out my best friend of 11 years was pregnant with twins. After a long pregnancy, the due date was changed several times. That's in parentheses. The morning of the day she was supposed to be induced during the second week of January, she told us she had gone into labor overnight and there was uh, no fetal heartbeats and she had to deliver the twins stillborn. Mm. Because she was home within a few hours and the mysteriousness of the situation, again in parentheses, she'd supposedly gone out of town for a family member's funeral the night before she was supposed to be induced. We realized she had not delivered at the time and confronted her with what we, her friends, and also family members who never knew about the pregnancy, believed was a fake pregnancy. When confronted, she stated that she had had a miscarriage in mid-November. Although even this is hard to believe, especially considering her family had not known she was supposedly pregnant. If she did miscarry, it would have had to have been before November. I'm wondering if she was ever really pregnant. She also originally said the babies were uh, lost due to listeria. But then later she said that she had severe toxoplasmosis. I don't know what that is. And I wonder if she's really sick at all physically, since clearly there is something mental going on here. People are effed up, Gary. People are what the Good Lord. I mean, you hear stories like this. It's like, I'm so glad that I don't have people like that in my life, Mm -hmm. at at least not close to me, that are just like drama and attention. What is going on? Obviously, she was never pregnant, Gary, right? Never pregnant. Why Mm -hmm. Why would she make this up? Is it all for attention? It's because of, uh, I see her on a drug, I, I believe it's meth, but I'm not sure, uh, but it's one of those, you know, a speedy a speedy drug. Okay. And it makes her just believe whatever and come up with crazy fantasies. And, and whatever she's done, though, it's done some brain damage. And so she'll now just come up with things like this. Wow. wow. That is the terrible. craziest thing. How, how people is. can fake a pregnancy doesn't make any sense people to me. People fake cancer, too. I mean, there, I was a guy, there was a guy that used to work here, and I think his sister-in-law said she had cancer, yes. and he even shaved his head in support of her. Don't gave her money. Because she sha- gave her money. It turned out she made the whole thing up. Mm. Is people it attention horrible. that people are seeking when they do this, Gary? I mean, this you know, drugs or whatever, but... People will do anything for attention sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, a lot of times in this gal's uh, case, the pregnant, the so-called pregnant girl, it was money for her. She was motivated by money, and she hustled money out of two or three people over this fake pregnancy. Wow. Wow. Okay. Colin, you're on with Gary Spivey. What's going on? I was going through my uh, garage last weekend with my son and going through some of my father's stuff, and he had a collection of luggage, and we were putting stuff back later on and this armoire case uh, my son was handing it to me and he said daddy it's vibrating and I said what are you talking about well he handed it to me and it vibrated just like a cell phone on vibrate and we took it back out looked inside and there was absolutely nothing in it whoa that's freaky why was this vibrating Gary I feel like it was connected to his father's. Sometimes spiritual things will have a current that will run through them, uh, like a vibration. And I think that this was um, sort of um, his his dad's way of, you know, uh, or there's a spirit around, a male uh, male spirit. And so I would assume that's his dad. And uh, I think that was his way of just letting him know, hey, I'm here with you. 
Do relatives, I mean, that would pass on or friends or mom and dad or whatever, once in a while just want to say, hey, so they pop up in a dream. Yeah. You know, I have dreams about my mom and dad all the time. And yeah. it's, and I like to think that it's just their mm-hmm. way of saying, hey, what's up? Is that kind of what it is? That, that's that's more uh, what I see. A real connection with his son. Okay. So sometimes it's like that. Okay, gotcha. Do you, do your parents talk to you in your dreams? Um, Yeah, but they don't say anything important. Okay, it's just whatever. Yeah, it's not like, Dave, I just want to let you know that you were the worst son of all time. <laughs> and we liked Carl a whole lot better than you. They never said anything than that, like but, that. But they were thinking it. But though. they were yeah, thinking let's it. Be yeah. Carl oh. is the golden child. I, he he is. definitely is. Gary, thanks for being on. If you want to call Gary anytime, um, 1-800-827-GARY. You can ask Gary anything you want and don't be nervous. Gary's heard it all. Everything. Everything. And most of it from the three of us. Yep. Uh, 1-800-827-GARY. Thanks, Gary. Love you. Talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, love you too. All right, buddy. Bye. Every Tuesday, Gary Spivey, the psychic to the stars, is on answering all your questions. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Good, Gary. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Still in the Midwest? Uh, yes, I am. I'm in, I'm in Minneapolis today. Minneapolis. Have you seen Prince? Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> but he's there. Yeah, sure he is. He's always around. Hey, if you don't get out with Gary today, uh, let me. you can call 1-800-827-GARY. That's uh, where you can call for the private reading. 1-800-827-GARY. Also jump on Gary's website at GarySpivey.com. But as always, tons of people need questions answered. Yes, and we are going to start with Tamika this morning. Say hi to Gary Spivey and go ahead and ask your question, Tamika. Yes, hi, Gary Spivey. Uh, My son passed away in 2011, and he was my oldest, and I just sometimes wonder if he's still with me. Like, you know, can he, is he still with me in spirit? Okay, he he is with you in spirit. How old was he? He would have been going on 25, I believe. 24 was 2011. I think he would have been going on 24. Okay, because, well, here's what I see. I see him and, uh, he he tells me to tell you he gets to play a lot in heaven. <laughs> and so, oh wow! You know, did he like to play? Um, yeah, he li- he enjoyed life. He enjoyed life. Right, that's what he's talking yeah. about. He says, "Tell her uh, he's he's just making jokes." And and uh, he says that uh, you're the best mom ever. He loves you. He says he's sorry. Sometimes he was a, a little bit stubborn. And he said he really yeah. didn't. He didn't know how stubborn until he until he was on the other side, and he looked back and he was like, "Wow, how was I that stubborn?" And he says, "Right, right." He, he says he's sorry for the times. Uh, he says sometimes he felt like he acted like his dad, and so. Uh, but he he says he's some he's sorry for the times he was uh, uh, hateful. He <laughs> he calls it the word oh. hateful. But he loves you. Oh, very, he loves you very oh. much. He's doing really good. He's got a cool car in heaven. Oh, he does. He loves cars. Yeah, well, he this loves is like cars. Wow. Yeah, this is like a collectible of some sort. It looks like it kind of looks like a muscle car, some kind of shined up thing, you know, with chrome everywhere. Anyway, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh wow, that's so great! Thank you so much. Well, let him know I love him. If you yeah. can communicate that back to him, and I miss him dearly. Oh. Uh, he heard you. Okay, he loves you. Okay, thank you. So All right, much. Tamika, take care. Okay? Take care, Tamika. Okay, thank you. You guys have a blessed day. Right, you too. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Sonia. Good morning. Say hi, hi to morning. Gary and ask your question. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi. Um, my brother was uh, killed in action, and um, so since his passing, I've been having dreams about him. Um, in my dreams, I'm always following him and only seem to be a few steps behind him. Uh, I usually reach out my hand to try and get to stop him from walking away, and I can't seem to see his face, 
and he never looks back. So um, I don't know what that means. If he's trying to send a message, um, you know, was there something he wanted to tell me before he passed? Is he upset? No, he, he, he's not upset with anything. He tells me, uh, he, he just says, I love you, and he shows me a lucky coin. I don't know what the lucky coin or a lucky button. He shows me a little thing. I don't know what he's twiddling, mm. you know. And so do you have a button of his that it came off of a jacket or something or, or a coin? What's he talking about? Do you know what he's talking about? Um, I don't remember. I, I have his, um, his dress blues that he graduated from when he graduated from boot camp. Oh, okay. All right. And so he's, he, there's a button on there that's kind of a cool button if you take it and, and, and keep it on you, you know. Okay. And, and so when it's, maybe it's a little metal button or something, you know. And so, uh, but he, he's showing me this little thing and he said, keep a, uh, he, he said, keep a piece of me close to you is what he's saying. Okay. And, and then you'll be able to even con be with him closer it's like a relic almost you know a connection okay and so but he's talking about a little button on that on that uh, outfit and so if you clip one of those and keep it in your purse or you know as a piece of jewelry maybe or something like that okay. but he's showing me that and that he's i thought it was a coin in the beginning but it's actually a button it's a you button. know okay and, and so but he he tells me uh he's around you uh, uh a lot he says he because you're the brightest light in his family Aww. and so and so he can see you really clear. He's with an older lady. I don't know if that's a grandma. I'm not sure. Older lady he's with anyway. Oh. And so he just says he loves you again. Blows you a big kiss. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, okay? Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Say hi to Gary Spivey and ask your question. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Gary, I had back surgery back in 2013, and the doctors keep telling me it's going to get better. How patient it take time. But it's been over a year now, and I'm starting to think I'm not going to get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, here's what the that... question is: Will I ever get better healed from this back surgery? Right, I think you will. It looks like to me, within the next few months, it starts to be, you know, a lot better, and then goes on to being totally better. In other words, I said that I think they're correct in that. Did they fuse something, or what was the operation? The they disc? fused my disc together, and yeah. they put uh, some pins in my spine right there because the bone was split right there. Right, that's all. You know, it looks like a fusion, and so with the with that, sometimes it takes a while for things to to quit hurting. And so, but I, I see uh, that uh, within about six months, your your pain, it feels like the pain is gone. So that's what I see, okay? Yeah, it's, it's hard to straighten up my back. My legs hurt me terribly sometimes. Yeah, well, that's, uh, uh, I got rid of a little dark energy there. I hope that helps, okay? Okay. All right, good luck Goodbye. to you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you didn't get down with Gary, you can uh, call for a private reading at 1-800-827-GARY. That's 1-800-827-GARY. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Gary Spivey or Twitter.com forward slash Gary Spivey. Also, you can call me up for a private reading anytime, of course, 800-827-GARY. Or 24-7, you can call any of my gifted psychics. And today's special is only $1.99. Get you 10 minutes of a psychic reading from any of my gifted psychics, and you can call us up at 800-217-5336. That number's 1-800-217-5336, and I'll see you next week. And I do appreciate you.